What is up, my people? You're listening to Master Your Mindset with Coach Mark. I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand. I'm a husband, a father, a 10-year online mindset coach, and a 19-year law enforcement officer from Southern California who struggle with bringing that same kind of time and energy to my health and family that I was giving to my career and my business. Through that process, I discovered I could excel in every area if I was willing to master my mindset. Now, this podcast was designed for ambitious, high-performing leaders who want to achieve more in their life, but refuse to do so at the cost of the other important areas of their life, including their health and their family. If that's you, it's time to dive into today's show. Don't forget to grab a free copy of my international best-selling book, Mastering Your Life Through Self-Coaching. You can head over to the show notes or go to mindsetwithmark.com forward slash book. I'll take care of the book if you take care of the shipping. Thanks for spending this short time with me, but remember, you don't get better by consuming, you get better by acting. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. So today I'm joined by my husband again, Mark. Yes. <laughs> so we're actually going to have this particular show on both of our podcasts. So if you're listening to Organized Chaos with Teresa Hildebrand, um, well, this is a show. Or if you're listening to Master Mastering. Your Mindset with Coach Mark. I know I've changed it like 42 times, but it's okay. I forgot okay. what it was called. <laughs> I think I forget sometimes too. So anyway, today we're actually going to talk about something really interesting. And I've been wanting to have Mark come on and just kind of explain this whole thing because I, I think it's going to be kind of mind-blowing uh, once we kind of get into explaining what it is. But basically... We're going to be talking about how uh, we have instruction manual or guide that we have for someone in our lives about how we would like them to behave so that we can feel good or happy about ourselves or whatever situation that we have. So that's kind of like a deep concept, don't you think? Yeah, I know that you don't want me to talk about the dishwasher. Oh, God. Don't, <laughs> but, what, if he starts saying, like, if he starts talking about the dishwasher, you can just, like, turn off the podcast if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in, in all seriousness, yes, um, this is uh, something that I learned through my life coaching uh, training, talking about the manual. And I know, like, what was it, like, two or three weeks ago, I was teaching some of our master coaches about, like, why like really just the ideas behind this manual. We have like this manual. Why why I like to think of it that way is because you know when we get something, we buy something new, we have come and comes with instructions but we never read it. Um this manual is something that we have for people in our lives. We have manuals for ourselves. And basically what it is is like Teresa said, um and this is this is what we have like actual to get really concise on what a manual is. It's an instruction guide we have for someone in our lives about how we would like them to behave, which is act, so that we can feel good or feel happy. And this is like um, sometimes for our kids, like we have an instruction manual. A lot of times they don't even know about it, that if they do these things, it means to us that maybe we are good parents. But if they do these other things, it means that there's something wrong with us and we're not good parents, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what, what we were talking about earlier is like, you know, uh, the dishwasher is something that I talk about a lot. I literally Cute. wrote about it in my book <laughs> because, and here's the thing, because it's like really weird when you think about this, like there's some things that maybe you have going on around your house, whether it's the dishes or whether it's like different mundane tasks or things that you're, you're, um, you're doing, or you expect somebody else to do. And when they don't do that, do those things, 
um, you feel that it makes you not have the ability of being happy or feel like you're loved or you make it mean something else about you and it's not in a positive way. And the truth is that we have these manuals that we expect other people to follow in order for us to feel good. And when we are linked to other people's actions as in terms of whether we are happy or not, mm -hmm. that's when we start to struggle ourselves because we are now linked to somebody else, right? And, and whether or not we feel good about ourselves and good about the day or good about our life has to do with like other people's actions. And that's something you can never control. You can influence it, but you can't necessarily control it. So I know when I was teaching this, Teresa was like, hey, this is something we need to bring to the podcast because it's something that we need to bring more awareness to. So, yeah. And, you know, going back to, okay, why am I bringing up the dishwasher? <laughs> You're doing it this time. I'm trying to avoid that. But I mean, in reality, like we don't realize that we're doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Because let's say I expect you, and this is about expectations. I expect you to act a certain way because, um, I don't know. I mean, how does this even pop up in our minds? Like of how someone should act and I mean it, it could be from any angle that you can think of because as uh as my husband I expect you to act a certain way or um maybe just from experience like now even if I don't think about it consciously like I expect you to like open the door for me when we're getting in the car because mm -hmm. you've done it for as long as I've known you so it's kind of like that's an expectation I guess I have of you but then in other times, like I have an expectation for you to do something that I haven't even actually expressed to mm -hmm. you verbally. Mm -hmm. So how would you even know? And I think we get into into this issue where it's like we're trying to um, think in our heads that this is the way someone is supposed to act mm -hmm. for me to feel good. However, they have no idea that I think this way. And why would that even matter, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and kind of like what you were saying there, um, I know you understand this because we talk a lot about our push method and, and whatnot inside of our mastermind teams, but really when you start to think that other people are making you feel certain ways, like they're making me angry, they're making me sad, they're making me happy, that, that nobody else can do that for you. It's always about the thoughts and the stories that you have in your brain that allow you to feel that certain way. So, um, so when we think about that, when we think about other people making us happy or sad and it's being done by things that we're not even like, they don't even know that they're doing it. Actually, what we're doing is we're hurting ourselves by having these expectations. So sometimes people think that like, um, that they're letting somebody off the hook if they don't have any expectations for them. Mm -hmm. But in reality, remember the other person has no idea. Like I know that I try and open the door as much as possible, but there's sometimes that I don't remember or sometimes I'm in a hurry or sometimes other things are kind of going on. And I don't want that to mean to, to give you the signal that I don't love you mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Like I just didn't open the door, but it's so very easy for us to get trapped into thinking, oh, well, this is what this thing means. When in reality, there's so many other outside circumstances that are kind of going on. So mm -hmm. um, manuals are one of those things where, it actually hurts you more than it does the other thing. Can I, can I give an example of that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I was coaching somebody who um, was, uh, they had been uh, divorced in the process of going through a divorce and they had gotten very frustrated what they believe was from their um, ex-wife. And here's the thing, when you have manuals or expectations of, of how people should act, um, and this is one of the conversations that I had with, with uh, him, 
is like, why would you want to give your power to somebody who's in this example, his ex-wife who he, he thought had done all of these terrible things. And like, he's basically um, using it against himself to make himself feel even worse. So anytime that he would go over to, um, to her house to like drop off the kids or do exchange or whatever, it would have this thought. And if you guys have ever thought this before, um, it's something that is pretty common and is like, they're just trying to make me blank. So that's kind of the story that we tell ourselves. Oh, they're just trying to make me angry. Oh, they're just trying to get me frustrated. Oh, they're just trying to, but what we do is if you don't understand how the push method works, you actually manifest that. So after every single conversation, every single time they would actually make him mad. At least that's what he thought. Mm -hmm. And when you can separate yourself from that and realize it just doesn't have anything to do um, with, with her, it has everything to do with your thoughts about it. It's like, it's a total game changer when you are able to take that control back. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think even if what he thought was true, why would that, why would, like you said, why would he give that power mm -hmm. to um, that person? And of course, there's always two sides to uh, a story, right? Yeah. But if he truly believed this and let's say it was true, so what, mm -hmm. right? He can still act according to what he believes and and really give himself the power back right mm -hmm. so um let me ask you this um what are some of the common things or common expectations that you hear about or that you know probably people can kind of think about uh so they can become aware of whether they're doing this okay great point great point so i've been talking a lot recently about maybe not necessarily not always thinking about like what you need to add or what you need to do in place, but instead of what you need to stop doing. So what do you need to stop doing? So I want to give you some different ideas of some things that people have told me during coaching sessions. Um, and it's kind of funny because, you know, being a police officer, uh, being a business coach, you'd think that I would be coaching primarily in those avenues. Um, but in reality, one of the areas that I love to talk about so much is like family, right? Which is why I love this idea of manuals, because when we drop the manual, we actually create the connection that we want. So some of the things that you want to that you want to think about that maybe comes up is like somebody should remember your anniversary or your birthday. Somebody should have invited you to like a party or to go someplace, right? That they this person should always be kind and understand when I'm angry or frustrated. This person should always support me. I hear that a lot. Like people get into business and they're like, "Well, I don't have a a, a supportive spouse." And that's like a manual that you have written and remember, it doesn't make life harder on them. It makes life harder on you, okay? That's, a, that's the key thing with manuals, all right? They should tell me that they love me more often. They should buy me something special for blank day, right? Um, they should know what I like. They should spend less time at work. They should spend more time with the kids. They shouldn't watch TV so much. So any of these things, like a lot of times, like, like Teresa was saying, like we haven't even verbalized these to the other person. It's just like merely an underlying thing that they should automatically do because guess what? If they forget about our birthday or anniversary or whatever, like this means that they don't love us. But in reality, that has nothing to do. One does not have anything to do with the other. It's just that you believe it so much that it actually feels like it's true for you. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the, some of the really, um, the ones that I see come up over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I think it's like a necessary torture on yourself mm. to have these expectations or a manual for people when you haven't expressed them. Now, how do we, cause I mean, I feel like it would be really hard to like really push against this. Right. 
um, because I think as I think it's pretty human to have expectations for people. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we start um, like reversing this or at least catching yourself and saying, okay, what is it that I can do so that I drop that manual or drop those expectations? Um, because like I said, like you're just unnecessarily torturing yourself when you keep putting on these expectations and aren't being met. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Okay. So I'm going to give you two answers. One of them you'll like, one of them you won't like. I'll start with the one you don't like. You need to get somebody who understands the philosophies of life coaching so they can pull it out of your specific situation. Like I can't teach you something on a podcast that's going to apply for every single situation that you put yourself into because you can't, there's not like a one size fit all thing. That's the power of coaching, life coaching, and really finding somebody who understands those philosophies and what leads you down the path of like we know as the facts, the things that happen outside of us to all the way to the end where we're creating results in our life, right? So I would first say, find a coach or find somebody to help guide you through your personal thing because you've got the behind the scenes view and it may not necessarily make a lot of sense um, uh, what I'm about to say right now because there isn't a way that I framework, that one framework that I can teach you other than the push method that would actually be able to get you to see it in your situation. And even then, I know it, and sometimes I need to get coached from the outside. So that's the first piece that you might not like. The second piece that you probably will like is, number one, is the first way that we um, can solve this is becoming aware of it. So becoming aware of it. It's the difference between, sorry, you feeling something in your body and going, huh, I wonder why I'm feeling this way, and then realizing that there's, there's something, there's a manual, there's some sentence in your mind, there's a story that's going around, even if it's unconscious, because most of our thoughts are unconscious, that's getting you to feel this certain way. I remember you and I were talking about this yesterday. We we're like, like there's specific words, let's say like the word intense. When you think of intense, how does that make you feel in your body? Like it happens automatically. You don't have to think about it. Oh, what do I think about the word intense? Or what do I think about the word divorce? Or what do I think about COVID? It immediately stems something in your body because you have this relationship with it that you don't know. There's a thought that's kind of like really driving it, right? So just becoming aware of it, going, that's weird. Wonder why I feel this way. You can maybe take, you can take a little bit of a a sidestep back and take a look and realize like, hey, there's something else here that is my part of the equation. There's something here that I'm doing that's creating this experience for myself. And if those are the only two things you do, you will be able to like start to realize what some of those things are that you're doing. Of course, working with a coach will get be able to get inside and really find out that specific situation. Um, but really, number one is realizing that you know you're you have a manual, and when you feel that certain way, realize like, hey, you know what? I've got to take ownership of my part of this equation, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that that people generally will go to the next step, which is like, what should I do, right? That's the that's the big thing is like, what should I do? And my answer as a life coach is, what do you want to do? right? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Because some people think that this, what I'm telling them is that they should stay in a bad relationship or they should stay in an unhealthy, like domestic violence situation. And it's like, no, realize that you have a manual in that situation, right? Realize you have it for the other person. They have it for you. Take ownership of it and say, Hey, there's a part of this that I'm doing on myself. And now what? And now what am I going to do? Like, what action am I going to take? Am I going to, you know, separate myself from this situation? You still get to take control of your actions and the things you do, but you get to be in control of that. And it's not the result of you being angry or frustrated because nobody makes the best decisions when they're like really filled with different emotions that they can't control themselves. So that's what life coaching does. It gives you an opportunity to take that step back so that it doesn't seem like it's happening to you in that moment. You can come up with a better decision 
instead of reacting to it, you can get a moment to like really think about it and make that response, which is literally four or five seconds more. It's not like I got to take three days to figure this out. Like, no, it doesn't. You can do that in your brain. We'll be right back. Are you finding it hard to build a business that you love, connect deeper with your family and keep your health a priority? That's how we felt before we took control of the people we were allowing to influence in our life by being in the right room. When we were in the wrong room, we were surrounded by people who were influencing us, just not in the direction we wanted to. It was frustrating because we always felt like we were off track and really like we didn't fit in. Like other people didn't have the same values or goals similar to ours. And there was just so much negativity that it felt like everyone was just trying to get by when in reality, we wanted to thrive. Now, when we first found our right room, it didn't necessarily feel like it was the right one at first because the people in there were at a different level, both mindset, action, business, and family connection-wise. But that's actually what made it the right room. By staying in that room, it pushed us to elevate ourselves and our online business in a way that we can't even describe, which led us to creating a multi-six-figure online business without sacrificing our family time or our health. Now, finding our right room actually took us a ton of time, money, and frustration, and a whole lot of failure, and we want to help anybody we can to avoid that for themselves, which is why we'd like to invite you to learn more about our room of family-driven entrepreneurs called our Inner Circle to see if it's a good fit for you. It's a membership we run on YouTube, so we can keep it super cheap at just $10 a month. It includes bi-weekly calls focusing on developing the confidence and skills you need to excel at business and family life and includes access to our private entrepreneur community inside of our app, so you can continue to grow exponentially as a team by tapping into each other's strengths during the off weeks. Now, before we share the details, we want to make sure that this would be your right room true. So these are our values in the inner circle. We believe that you do not have to sacrifice one area of your life to have massive success in business. We believe that what you achieve on the outside is a direct result of who you become on the inside. We believe that growing your business should never come at the expense of nurturing your family. We believe taking personal responsibility is the key to changing the outside circumstances. And we believe that your physical and mental health is the most important element to sustain your long-term success. Now, if this feels like a community you'd like to be a part of, check out the link in the show notes or visit our Modern Leadership YouTube channel and click the join button to learn more. Regardless, we want to thank you for being here, for being willing to lean in, to get uncomfortable, and to grow so you can make the impact the world needs now more than ever. Thank you for what you do out there every single day. Keep leading from the front, and let's get right into today's episode. Right. Yeah, and that obviously takes practice. But I also want to kind of give you a recent example of this and how myself as a coach, I still had to get coached through a situation. So I have these expectations for my kids to listen to me when I first tell them to do something, right? <laughs> and actually the other day, I I was telling them to be quiet. And like, it, it seems like I forget that they are just doing their own thing. Um, they can hear me, but they choose not to do what I ask them to do. So of course, I'm, you know, not making excuses, but I had a lot of stuff going on and it kind of like that anger kind of built up in me and I yelled. So, uh, you know, of course I I felt bad afterwards, but in the moment I was like, 
dude, why aren't these kids mm -hmm. listening to me? And why do they continue to do this? So, so this is kind of like how that process starts. And I, I want you to kind of take note of this because this is, this is how we interpret things and how it kind of snowballs into this manifesting the things that we don't want. So as I was like, Hey, you guys, you need to be quiet. Um, and like I was getting just more angry because they weren't listening to me. So I started to think, okay, the reason they're not listening to me is because they don't respect me. And I was like, okay, they don't respect me. They respect their father more for some reason. And like, why is it that they don't listen to me? They're trying to make me angry. See, here's that other, mm -hmm. you know, common interpretation of their actions. So it snowballs into me feeling super angry. And then my actions were I started yelling at them. And uh, eventually I started to get into a shouting match with my son. So that was really fun. And I told him to go to his room. So I wanted to remove him from the situation because I just, I didn't want to keep arguing with him. So those were the actions I was taking. And what ultimately ended up happening was we weren't talking to each other. Like my son and I weren't talking to each other. My, my daughter kind of like left. She was like, I ain't going to deal with this. So she, she left and like, it was just like me and him and like this animosity and like this, these feelings that both of us were feeling because I know he was angry too so you know I I'm like creating this like disconnect between me and him and of course I don't want that at all right and I know it's one situation but if I if I don't like try and um, have somebody coach me through this because sometimes I can't do it myself especially in the moment like it's hard to do that in the moment but I had to be coached and I I, I was able to do that because we're, you know, with a group of um, people who are trying to become master coaches. So um, they tried to help me through this process. So I have much more clarity. Obviously, I pulled myself out of the situation. It's been a couple of days, um, but I have much more clarity in just becoming aware of what's happening. So I have to pay attention um, to the fact that I have this manual for the kids, right? So, and how is that benefiting me? It's not benefiting me, right? So I have to take another approach and understand like a lot of different, you know, things about that situation that are complex, but I also have to realize that they're kids mm -hmm. and that just me like getting upset isn't going to help in any way and it's just going to make me more angry and it's going to result in more disconnect with mm -hmm. um the kids so that's just a real world example mm -hmm. and a more recent example of how um this stuff happens even to us coaches and that we also need to be coached and i you know i'm i'm thankful for that you know i'm thankful that i'm able to understand these concepts and know that i'm still human and i still go through them and i'm mm -hmm. still growing mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you very much for sharing that, by the way. Um, it's definitely when when it comes to family, it is very difficult subject to kind of like bring up sometimes. And of course, like you don't want your husband or your wife to coach <laughs> to coach you right at the same time. Um, but yes, you're right. In that specific moment, it is much easier for us to go down the path of whatever our emotions are telling us to do. Right. And what's awesome is when you realize that you can go that way, you can actually take it the opposite way. 
Um, and I, I kind of want to share one one little story. Um, so this has to do with like, um, not necessarily a story. It's kind of like, I want to give you an example because some people think that when people get, um, when people react a certain way that you, you're you forced to go down one path or another, right? You're forced yeah. to allow them to control you. So you probably know people who, um, let's just say call you names, for example. Like let's say if somebody said, Mark is an idiot, okay? So let me take you down these two different paths, all right? So if somebody tells me, Mark, Mark, you're an idiot, and I have this immediate feeling like I'm just angry and or I'm frustrated, there may be some like story in there that I believe that what this person's saying is true, right? But there's probably other people in my life who if they said, Mark, you're an idiot, and I'm like, oh, okay, like you're the biggest idiot of them all. Like, yeah, and you let that kind of like bounce off of you. It's not the actual words, it's our interpretation, right? And there's so many things that are going on in the background. And I just wanted to let people know that that's, that's really the premise of the push method is that you get to control your reaction to it rather than just thinking that it happens automatically. And really that's the, that's the best way that you can take ownership of all this. So I guess to recap, number one is realize that you have a manual, most of us do. And then number two is like, rip it up. <laughs> Become aware <laughs> that you are, you have this manual for your family. And we didn't even get into this. Guys, there's like literally thousands of different things that we could teach you in this idea or in this um, this realm. But one of them is just, how about asking? How about like just asking the person, hey, like would it be okay if you did this? Or would it be okay if you did that? If not, it's okay. And if they don't do it, you just also don't make it mean something about you, but just requesting them rather than just like expecting them to know it all. Um, because I'm sure there's a manual that your significant other or your kids have for you. Um, and you not being told, like, it doesn't that suck that they're holding you to a standard that you don't even know exists. So just ask those questions and just really, um, um, you know, get that request in so that you can, they can know what it is that you're like looking for and whether or not they do it, it does not, it's not going to make you happy or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the way you ended that because like you said, um, why would you do that to yourself where mm -hmm. you would have um, someone else um, control mm -hmm. you like that? So anyway, like you said, there's so much that we can we can teach on. I mean, we didn't even dive into like manuals that we have for ourselves. So mm -hmm. um, but we'll end it here. But I hope you really got like a, at least a tidbit of information that you can use um, right away, because I mean, he could even help you when it comes to when you're driving down the street, you know, and, and not getting upset because somebody cut you off, right? <laughs> I mean, we have expectations for other people that we don't know. We expect them to stay in the lane or at least use their <laughs> their blinker to go into the other lane. But anyway, um, I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you guys very much for listening to another episode. And if you like this one, definitely reach out to us. This is a little different than the rest. Thank you all for listening to another episode. Now, there are hundreds of thousands of other podcasts out there. I greatly appreciate you for choosing ours. If you enjoy the content, be sure and subscribe and take a few seconds to rate and review the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. I'd also like to invite you to learn more about our Mastermind Team for Leaders, where we're taking many of the concepts you hear on the show, diving deeper and creating strategies and plans for implementation. If you're a leader who's curious what a Mastermind Team could do for you, Head to the show notes or go to mindsetwithmark.com forward slash mastermind to see a video breakdown of how it all works. Regardless, I want to let you know you have everything already living on the inside of you to have success. Stay safe out there 
and see you on the next episode.